Hey everyone, welcome to Wiki University, the podcast that dives down the rabbit hole of Wikipedia in an effort to explore the sum of all human knowledge. I am your professor for the day, Kyle Berseth, and as always, I am joined by Wikiu's magna cum laude, Jason Nunez. Howdy, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Friendly reminder to like, subscribe, and give us a follow on all the socials. That's a tough word. It's a tough word when you abbreviate. Oh, <laughs> I just abbreviated that sentence. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I'm excited about this one. Guess what, Kyle? I don't have to guess, Jason. Okay. You brought a topic okay. to class That's today. Exactly. Good job. I was going to give you 100 guesses, but you got it in your first try. Wow. Well... You already told me what your topic is, but why don't you tell the listeners? The listeners don't know, though, so act surprised, okay? Okay. All right. My topic is video nasty. What? Video nasty? And it's not what you're thinking, you sick pervs. I don't know what this is, to be honest with you. I haven't looked at it at all, even though you told me the topic ahead of time. I have no idea what this is. Okay, so this topic, actually, I'm not a fan of, okay? Okay. As, as, as you might think. I don't even know. I have no context here, Jason. It's too nasty for me. Should we just get into it? Let's dive right in. Do you want to give any context of how you found out about Video Nasty? Some sort of context clues? All right, we'll dive in. Video nasty is a colloquial term popularized by the National Viewers and Listeners Association in the United Kingdom to refer to a number of films, typically low-budget horror or exploitation films, distributed on video cassette that were criticized for their violent content by the press, social commentators, and various religious organizations in the early 1980s. I don't like. I don't like. It mm. hurts. It hurts my insights thinking of like that, like grainy, grimy video home video footage type of movie where it's like. Oh, you don't like those types of movies? Oh no, no. I mean, I barely like horror. 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 Yeah. Just I, say it fast. Horror. Horror. I. <laughs> I barely like horror movies, let alone those like low budget like. Uh, that that home like kind of like um, Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Even though that was a good movie, I have to admit it was that it's very unsettling. That home footage, grainy, like eight millimeter little mm-hmm. pops and blops and stuff like that. It's very. I think it's a movie that I, I or it's. I think it's because of a movie that I watched as a kid that definitely is tattooed in my brain and it's very scary. And it's just a, I don't know what movie it is exactly, but it's just a scene. Of somebody getting murdered with like a bag over their face in the woods. Oh, that's pretty terrifying. Isn't that yeah. kind of the purpose of horror movies though? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so you don't you just don't like the genre of horror. But this is also violence and exploitation. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay, well, let's read on. These video releases were not brought before the British Board of Film Classification, the BBFC, due to a loophole in film classification laws that allowed videos to bypass the review process. The resulting uncensored video releases led to public debate 
concerning the availability of these films to children due to the unregulated nature of the market. Following a campaign led by Mary Whitehouse and the NVALA, prosecutions were commenced against individuals engaged in trades exploiting allegedly obscene videos. Hang them all, I say. I want to know, I mean, some videos, if they're out there, maybe you should prosecute. What do you mean? Well, if some of those videos. if it's like underage children, if yeah. it's I mean, I think that's where they were getting at. You think so? Okay, because that were, some that were just too well, I'm sure some because you know, you got such a you have such a low budget, mm-hmm. you might have to kill some people. Mm-hmm. You don't have the budget for fake blood. I th- may I just interject here and Please. say I think if you're committing murder on set, yeah becomes a little costly. I mean, yeah, where's the COVID compliance officer when it comes to (laughs) killing? Okay, so further down here, I see obscenity and video. So why don't we go to that? Yeah, yeah. At the time of the... (laughs) (laughs) Calm down a little bit. obscene. At the time of the introduction of domestic video recorders in the UK during the 1970s, there was no legislation specifically designed to regulate video content apart from the Obscene Publications Act of 1959, which had been amended in 1977 to cover erotic films. Major film distributors were initially reluctant to embrace the new medium of video for fear of piracy, and the video market became flooded with low-budget horror films. Whilst some of the whilst some of these films had been passed by the British Board of Film Censors, the BBFC, the BBFC. for a cinema release, others had been refused certification, which effectively banned them. Okay, let me just say. If a person makes a horror film, and if it was done legally, uh, in terms of ethically made and nobody was exploited... And there was a COVID compliance officer. And they said, you can't release it in theaters. You gotta release it somewhere. Big whoop. This is a person's art. That's Hey, you're not gonna stop art. Or can you? Well, these they put some legal boundaries on that. Nowadays, I feel like you just upload it on YouTube, and then if you get enough enough attraction yeah you know youtube's like our hands are tied it's popular right similar to that victim on in that horror film hands were tied <laughs> oh which one the, the one that i saw the true got, murder one. yeah they got murdered in the in, with a plastic bag over their face and in, in the woods jeez this Very is getting thought. worse i was thinking it was burlap initially when you said a bag i pictured burlap wait and they were blindfolded but plastic if they can see through, yes, yeah. oh, that's what that's... was so scary. No, it was a, it was like a clear plastic bag, so you could see their face of anguish. Yeah, that's now a burlap sack. That's, I mean, isn't that fibers? Can't you breathe through that? You can't really. Yeah, you can breathe through. Well, I didn't know they oh, were you... getting murdered no. by um, suffocation. Yes, yes, of course. Oh, okay. You thought they were getting choked with a burlap sack? No, I thought maybe there would. They put the burlap sack over their head, kind of like I feel like um, movies depict that with terrorists a lot of times, and then the because the they're waterboard them or oh, no, yes, yes, not yes, because yes. they're uggos. Oh. <laughs> 
I mean, in their heart, all terrorists are uggos. Yes. Sure, sure. Wait, so a burlap sack is the sack of choice for waterboarding? Let me, real quick, let yeah. me get back to uggo terrorists. Sure. If they've been cast in a film, they're still pretty good looking terrorists, probably. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, if you're going to have them on film, I want them to be little Hollywood tens out of tens. Yeah. You know? Like Sexy lean, terrorists. pretty jacked terrorists. Yeah. Like they're in bikinis. Like they're getting waterboarded, but as they're like convulsing, you can see the veins like popping out, and you're like, What's their workout regimen? Right, like they're pouring the water on themselves at this point because it's all like glistening on their body. <laughs> Oiled up terrorists. Oiled up terrorists. I'll do the, I want to be the oil boy <laughs> on that set. Anyway, speaking of waterboarding, okay. I guess I don't know enough about it, but I feel like in the movies they depict them with burlap over their heads. But maybe that's just the sack available mm, mm. like it's just a an old idaho potato sack exactly yeah yeah okay okay now okay so i was confused because you mentioned burlap sack you can breathe through a burlap sack sure it would take a while to suffocate through a burlap sack not <laughs> unless you're getting waterboarded maybe yeah that's true <laughs> yeah well we have a film idea to write don't we the waterboard boy <laughs> Starring me. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, I can't drink that much. If you can't breathe, you can't say that. I'll tell you anything I want. You want. <laughs> Something like that. Ooh. Am I playing Adam Sandler in this movie? I know I'm playing him. Oh, okay. I'll play the oil boy. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's go down to public concern. Public awareness of the availability of these videos began in early 1982 when Vipco, Video Instant Picture Company, the UK distributors of The Driller Killer, Ooh. a 1979 splatter film, took out full-page advertisements. I say that because this is in Britain. In Britain. In a number of specialist video magazines depicting the video's explicit cover an action which resulted in a large number of complaints to the Advertising Standards Agency. A few months later, Go Video, the distributors of the already controversial 1980 Italian film Cannibal Holocaust. There's a lot going on in that title. Cannibal Run 2001? <laughs> Not even close. Oh. I literally <laughs> just said Cannibal Holocaust. Now, wait a minute. That sounds like a good thing. Yeah, that does right? sound... Let's get it, all the cannibals together. And have a cannibal and, holocaust. You know, yeah. That sounds like the best case scenario for a holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> that's, tr that's true. Unless I take it, uh, it's the cannibal doing the rounding up of non-cannibals, I suppose? That's... Or, or maybe... Cannibals. It might be... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what if it's a cannibal who's gathering up other cannibals to eat, kind of like a Dexter cannibal, where, like, you know how Dexter, like, mm. kills people, but he kills, quote-unquote, bad people, but yes. he's also bad? So the cannibal is gathering up other cannibals to eat them. Or I imagine, well, we'll just go to Cannibal Holocaust next, maybe, but I imagine maybe it's Nazis depicted as cannibals during the Holocaust. 
Okay, okay. As if the Nazis weren't bad enough. Turns out it was sort of a test kitchen situation. Ooh, uh, Germany's test kitchen? Right. (laughs) Okay, so let's try to get back on track here. Ah. Yes. A few months later, Go Video, the distributors of the already controversial 1980 Italian film Cannibal Holocaust, in an effort to boost publicity and generate sales that ultimately backfired, wrote anonymously to Mary Whitehouse, complaining about their own film. Mmm. White House sparked off a public campaign and coined the term video nasty. Amid the growing concerns, the Sunday Times brought the issue to a wider audience in May 1982 with an article entitled, quote-unquote, How High Street Horror is Invading the Home. Soon the Daily Mail began their own campaign against distribution of these films, the exposure of quote-unquote nasties to children began to be blamed for the increase in violent crimes among youths. The growing media frenzy only served to increase the demand for such material among adolescents. At the suggestion of the NVLA, the conservative, um, what's an MP? Something of Parliament, Minister of Parliament. Mm, Masters of Parliaments. The conservative Master of Parliament, Graham Bright, introduced a private member's bill to the House of Commons in 1983. This was passed as the Video Recordings Act of 1984, uh, which came into effect on blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I do think scrolling back up here. That was a good move, though. That was a good advert move. Yeah, great. You know, any press is good press. Exactly. So they just uh, made their own their own movie go viral just by complaining about it. It's kind of how when um, mothers were very against South Park. <laughs> you were going to say drunk driving. And I was <laughs> like, where? And the drunk drivers rode in to stir up controversy. The drunk driver started drinking and driving more just so these mothers can get their panties in a whirl. No, but it's similar to how mothers and parents, I guess, um, were made a big hoopla over South Park. It kind of made them mm. bigger, you know, just put them on the map in pop culture. Like, not only did you hear about uh, South Park on, on what was it, the original Comedy Central? Comedy right? Central. Yeah. Uh, but then you're like seeing it on the 10 o'clock news and, you know, every yeah. night for a whole like two, three weeks, month or whatever. So, uh, and it makes, you know, kids don't want to do what their parents are doing. They want to do the thing that their parents don't want them to do. So it just makes the kids want to watch it more. It's a Barbara Streisand effect. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing, Jason. Kyle? I'm so proud of you. You've learned. I know it, it hurts me sometimes, but it's in there. Um. I didn't realize. Realize, realize, realize. God damn you. Uh, I did not realize that there was a complaint about increased violence among youth in Britain at this time, kind of parallel to the satanic panic, it sounds like, in the U.S. of the the 80s. There was a satanic panic. We went through that. You didn't. You've never heard of the Satanic Panic, like the no, the witch trials. Are you being? Are you? No, honestly, you're lying. No, you've heard of Satanic Panic. No, it's too. It's rhymey for me not to 
to have heard it. Or to not, to not, like, I would have, I would that was have, the worst explanation. Well, meaning, I've ever like, heard. I would have remembered hearing satanic panic. Okay. Is what I mean to say. Well, you know, I wanted to go to Cannibal Holocaust next, which we'll, we'll put it on the back burner. We got to know the plot. But All I right, can't yeah. believe you don't know about satanic panic. No, no. I mean, I can guess what it is, but no, I didn't know it was his big thing. I think we should go to that next. Do you want to know anything else about this? Video nasty? Uh, no, not really. They're nasty. I don't. I don't like those. Okay. Well, let me just say this hurts my to wrap it up. Here's the relaxation of censorship. With the passing of the Video Recordings Act, the films on the list could be prosecuted for both obscenity and not being classified. So just not classified, and it gets prosecuted. Is it kind of like rating? It's their, I believe okay. so. Yeah. So it's like you can't. If you don't throw an R sticker on that, you're going to jail, mister. As well as not passing any film liable to be found obscene, the BBFC imposed additional bans and cuts on films such as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Claims since proven at best to be speculative, at worst outright media fabrication relating to the Hungerford Massacre and the murder of James Bulger where the 1991 film Child's Play 3 was erroneously held up as influencing the perpetrators, possibly prompting the 1992 film Mikey to be prohibited in the UK. Well, now I'm curious about the Hungerford Massacre and the murder of James Bulger. This is why true crime is up there on... uh, I know. People love it. People love uh, the crime, the truth of it. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, no, no. What truly drove these people over the edge? Child's Play 3, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) The most influential trilogy. Yeah, I was going to say, which, I mean, I I don't remember much. Again, I was not a fan of the horrors, Mm -hmm. but I have seen like one or two of them. Is 3 like the... Godfather Part 2 of the Child's Play trilogy? Or Mm. or I should say... um, what do you call it when it's the best more one? Than three anthology. I don't know. I mean, uh, I know nothing about Child's Play three, so I'm gonna go to Child's Play three real quick. We'll okay. knock out this plot. Oh, this is Chucky, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So let's see what the plot is, and then we'll go to Cannibal Holocaust. So you didn't know it was Chucky? I had no idea. You just thought it was called like the movie was called Chucky. That happens. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, and Chucky. I see a lot of younger uh, kids wearing Chucky like sweatshirts. Chucky's back. Yeah, Chucky's, well, Chucky's back. back. And also, I think horror is just like Popping. huge with the kids. Mm-hmm. They love it. Okay. Scream, Chucky. There was also like this new Chucky show that apparently was good. Oh, well, that explains maybe why it's back. Yeah, it's back. Okay, eight years after Chucky's second demise, the Play Pals company resumes manufacturing good guy dolls and reopens the abandoned factory. A splash of blood from Chucky's corpse is inadvertently mixed with the plastic being used to produce the dolls, reviving him in an updated body. Wait, but how does that happen? Why are they keeping the blood in the same manufacturing factory as the toys itself? It's just around. You know any abandoned factory has those big barrels that are just ready to spill over at any Chucky moment. Blood. We should rewatch these. We should do a, a wiki film uh, film studies. Yeah, wiki film studies. Um, okay, so 
Chucky is given to PlayPal CEO Mr. Sullivan, whom he tortures using various toys before strangling him to death and then uses computer records to locate Andy Barclay. Wow. I want to see this computer. <laughs> I want to see little yeah. Chucky typing away on the computer. There's this hacker scene where he's just like, okay, I'm into the mainframe. Okay. Why, is that how Chucky talks too? Yeah. <laughs> It looks like he has, uh, he more and more, I feel like Chucky has like not aged, but like his, like, he's still like a small toy, mm -hmm. but he gets more like scarish, which is like, yeah. Unsettling in a way. He needs some plastic surgery. Yeah. Actual plastic surgery. I remember the last one that I saw was the one with, I forget the actress's name. But she, there's like Chucky's Bride, I believe it's called. Okay. And that was weird because I believe there's some sort of doll sex scene. Now, that, now that's a video is nasty. That's a video nasty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Things I didn't want to know about. So now I'm on Cannibal Holocaust, Jason. Just to remind Yay! you, it's an Italian cannibal film. Okay. And I'm going to cut down straight to plot. Cut down to the nitty gritty. An American film crew disappear in the Amazon rainforest while filming a documentary about indigenous cannibal tribes. The Ooh. team consists of Alan Yates, the director, Faye Daniels, scriptwriter, and two cameramen, Jack Anders, and Mark Tomaso. Harold Monroe, an anthropologist at NYU, agrees to lead a rescue mission in hopes of finding the missing filmmakers. In anticipation of his arrival, military personnel stationed in the rainforest conduct a raid on the local Yakumo tribe and take a young male hostage in order to negotiate with the natives. Monroe flies in via float plane and is introduced to his guides. Can we get to the Holocaust part? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be... So it's... Is it uh, Italians playing Americans or did they get an American cast? That's you know? a great question. You know, is it like Italians are like, hey, I like the cheeseburger. That's their American accent. Yeah, that's, that's their American <laughs> accent. Spot on. Uh, after several days of trekking through the jungle, the rescue team encounters the Yakuma. They arrange the release of their hostage in exchange for being taken to the Yakuma village. Once there, the group is initially greeted with hostility and learns that the filmmakers caused great unrest among the people. The next day, Monroe and his guides head deeper into the rainforest to locate two warring cannibal tribes. I think it's just good a good rule of thumb in life, if you know where cannibals are, go in the opposite direction. Just leave them be. Them There's be. a war going on from one cannibal tribe and the other. Have at it, boys. <laughs> yeah, eat away. <laughs> All you can eat buffet until no one is left. Oh, man, imagine that and all-you-can-eat buffet of people. <laughs> well, imagine this. To gain their trust, Monroe bathes <laughs> naked in the river where he is joined by a group of Yanomamo women. The women, so he's like, oh, look at my body. It's yeah, how's so that, tasty. <laughs> how does that enlist trust? I don't, like... Like, uh, like maybe he shows off his body that's disgusting. You don't want to eat this body. It's all ugh, and hairy. Or, or alternatively, maybe it's a hot bod, and he's like, "If I wrong you, I will be delicious." 
But if they if it's a hot bot, I want to eat. I want to munch it up. They can't help themselves. Is Rip. that what you're saying? I think that's what cannibals. Uh, Come on, man. They don't just bite into anyone. You don't think so? Well, this is a fictional <laughs> situation. But well, cannibals are real. Yeah, they are real. Um, no, I think I think. What do I think? I think cannibals are. That's not their main food source. What? Oh, people. People. You, it's just like um, it's dessert. Yeah. Or it's like a once in a while. If it's around, if there's a white guy tromping through the woods, it's like, all right, I'll I'll eat him. Look, if I'm gonna break my fast before five p.m., <laughs> it's gonna be a person burger. Ah, <laughs> oh, but the prep, so much prep. Yeah, but I'll um, but I'll medium rare, please. Okay, so the women lead Monroe from the river to a shrine where he discovers the skeletal remains of the filmmakers. Blah blah blah. Um, I don't see the big deal, honestly. The women cannibals. I mean, women uh, can be cannibals too. It just hey, it's twenty twenty three. Women don't just have to cook the human burgers they can enjoy it as yes, well okay exactly okay man this university is progressive <laughs> yeah <laughs> some major me too issues going on in the cannibal tribes yeah meat too oh i see what you did there all right so i'm just gonna go to one actor here it looks like there is some italian people in the cast and some American people in the cast. So a little, a little both. So I'm guessing they showed a little bit of the uh, people eating because why is it such a video nasty, right? Okay, let me go to controversies. Since its original release, Cannibal Holocaust has been the target of censorship by moral and animal activists. Other than the graphic gore, the film contains several scenes of sexual violence and genuine cruelty to animals Issues which find cannibal holocaust in the midst of controversy to this day. Due to this notoriety, cannibal holocaust has been marketed as having been banned in over 50 countries. Whoa. Man, I guess with that low of a budget, there's no uh, room to get an an animal wrangler. (laughs) Or a human wrangler. That too. Steve Irwin, I feel like, could have done both. Oh, yeah. That's your guy. Unless it's a stingray, in which case... Rest in peace. Yeah, no wrangling there. Um, Anyway, here, let me show you this image here from the movie. From the film? It looks pretty graphic. That's pretty graphic. Now, it feels like that's a human. It looks like a real human. Right. Props to the special effects, uh, or what? There wasn't what a budget call, for special effects. What do you call a person that makes a doll, like a human doll? Practical, like a practical effects person. Pra- is that what it is? I believe so. Okay. I mean, I don't know what a, a person that makes dolls. I think that's something different. But if you're talking, if you're talking, like uh, you know, any horror film costume related, I think it's thing. a special effects artist. I think what you're thinking is a. Computer graphic. No, like, I'm not. No, no, no. Meaning like the difference because like. No, I'm thinking real tangible. No, you no, can I touch know that's it. what you're thinking, but you're like the name for it. Don't tell me what I'm thinking <laughs> and not thinking. What am I thinking now? 
No, you were telling me what I was thinking. So we are on the satanic panic now, Jason. We'll wrap it up with this. Sounds I like a dance move. Can <laughs> the satanic oh. panic? Is that ooh, it? Ooh, it's all shoulders. Ooh, 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 ooh. You got to get your tridents going. Oh, your yeah. your devil ho- or is it devil horns? Horns. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wolf pack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is a uh, trident panic? Satanic panic is a moral panic consisting of over 12,000 unsubstantiated cases of satanic ritual abuse. Starting that's no in good. The, no, that's no good. Starting in the United States in the 1980s, spreading throughout many parts of the world by the late 1990s, and persisting today. We're real um, trailblazers, you know? We are? The U.S., yeah. You know, it starts here. And then, I mean, late 90s, we were done with satanic panic at that point. By that point, we had moved on to embracing Marilyn Manson and blaming him for school shooting. Well, that was the whole point of America, wasn't it? For you to express every every religion that that you see. Oh, yeah. That you want. So it's like, why can't the Satanists get a little, get some of that? But aren't Satanists like not really. Now I'm going <laughs> to play devil's advocate, no pun intended. Okay. But I believe the Satanists are about not so much evil, mm-hmm. but about like self, like. Like, they're not like, oh, the devil made me do it. They don't worship the devil. They don't worship the devil in that kind of way. They're just, I guess, in a way, anti-God. I believe it's something to do with, like, black magic, too. And black magic isn't, like, um, uh, cutting a woman in half. No, that's cool magic. (laughs) (laughs) Some (laughs) others find it a little cheesy. No, it's, uh, what's that? Did you ever watch that show, The, The Magic Tricks Revealed? With that guy. Yes, you've <laughs> talked about it almost on every episode of Wiki. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan. <laughs> okay, let's try to get through a little bit of this article and wrap it up here. The panic originated in 1980 with the publication of Michelle Remembers, a book co-written by Canadian psychiatrist Lawrence Pazder and his patient and future wife, Mm. Michelle Smith. I don't like that. No, I don't like this either. Which used the discredited practice of recovered memory therapy to make sweeping lurid claims about satanic ritual abuse involving Smith. I feel like he found out stuff about this girl that he likes, that he didn't want to know, and then blew it up into, like, a bigger thing than it probably was. Right, right. The allegations which afterwards arose throughout much of the United States involved reports of physical and sexual abuse of people in the context of occult or satanic rituals. In its most extreme form, allegations involve a conspiracy of a global satanic cult that includes the wealthy and elite in which children are abducted or bred for human sacrifices, pornography, and prostitution. Bit of a crossover with the big fear of the movies. Big fear. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means, but all right, Jason. Yeah, it's, um, weren't, uh, what's it called? Weren't, again, this goes back to like how they weren't, they're not, 
it's kind of like just a name. It doesn't really mean that they worship right. the devil. And also, I, or if they do, I believe it's like they don't think the devil's like this inherently evil entity. I mean, we could try to, we could go to Satanism real quick. I'm a Satanist now. And then we got to wrap it up here. Satanism is a group of ideological and philosophical beliefs based on Satan. Although several historical precedents exist, the contemporary religious practice of Satanism began with the founding of the Atheistic Church of Satan by Anton LaVey in the United States in 1966. Prior to that time, Satanism existed primarily as the subject of accusations by various Christian groups toward perceived ideological opponents rather than a self-identity or expressed religious belief. Satanism and the concept of Satan has also been used by artists and entertainers for symbolic expression. Okay. What's the Satan Satan sign? It's like um like a it's star. This, the pentagram. Ooh, that's right, the pentagram. So Contemporary religious Satanism is predominantly an American phenomenon. The idea spreading elsewhere is an effect of globalization and the internet. USA! USA! What phenomenon? USA! (laughs) (laughs) Where was I? The internet has allowed for intra-group communication and is also the main battleground for Satanist disputes. Satanism started to reach Central and Eastern Europe in the 1990s in time with fall with the fall of the communist bloc and most notably in Poland and Lithuania, predominantly Roman Catholic countries. There you go. This, the, the pendulum swings back around. Amen. You know? Whoa, a devil. A devil. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got to wrap it up there, Jason. I think that was a good, that was a good one. That was a fun one. I'm scared now. I'm scared as of, you should be. Uh, video nasties, and now I think in order for me to be a little bit more brave, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a Satanist now. Oh wow! Big proclamation here on the podcast. Not too long ago on the pod, you went straight edge, and yeah. now you're also a Satanist. Now I'm a straight edged Satanist. A straightenist. <laughs> yeah. I go around I go around and just straighten people up, you know? Sure. <laughs> That's what I do now. Okay. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Folks, thank you so much for joining us uh twice again on this episode. And I hope you enjoyed as much as I did and learnt and learnt something for yourselves. Please uh remember to like, uh review, thumbs up, perhaps a fist or two. And Give it a fist. remember to follow us on all the socials at Wiki University. 